Hello and thanks for joining me for the latest edition of Tui's News, the podcast brought to you by the Newcastle Herald and our major sponsor, West Group. I'm Barry Tui and alongside me for the first time is uh, Lucinda Garbutt-Young. She's filling in for Simon McCarthy who's had a few days off. Thanks, oh. Lucinda. Hello, he has. Simon's entrusted me with it, so. <laughs> Anything can happen, you reckon? Oh, It'll be fine, right? What can go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you that uh, just between you and I that there's been a little bit go wrong at times with Simon, so it's not all foolproof and (laughs) I've got no idea how it works, so I'm not even going to try and comment. Okay, well, where to begin, I guess, this week? um, I've got to say in in covering the Knights for the last, well, since they've been in the comp for 36 years, I've, I've only missed two home games in 36 years uh, covering the Newcastle Knights and I don't think I've ever witnessed anything like the sort of atmosphere that um, you know the sellout crowd provided on Sunday for that elimination semi-final against the Raiders. The noise levels uh, wow they were extraordinary and the game itself well it was gripping it had everything Um, thankfully for the Newcastle Knights they got the result and um, 10 straight wins, and they're through to this Saturday's um, minor semi-final, I suppose you would call it, or another elimination semi-final against uh, the New Zealand Warriors over there in Auckland. Um, Going to be a, a massive occasion over there. It's a sold-out stadium over there as well. Um, two of the teams, two of the real feel-good teams, I guess, or feel-good stories of the NRL season the Warriors going so well when no one expected them to. And, and of course, the Knights who, you know, midway through or even a little bit later than that through the season, no one expected to uh, even make the semis, let alone go on a run like they've gone on. So, uh, yeah, look, fantastic stories, both of them. Um, the winner will meet the Brisbane Broncos the following, um, I think it's the following Saturday in, uh, in Brisbane in a, in a prelim final. Knights haven't been in a preliminary final since 2013. So, fingers crossed they can get the job done um, over the ditch on Saturday. And uh, obviously no Jackson Hastings, no Lockie Fitzgibbon, both out injured, um, which is disappointing for them. But um, some really good fill-ins and obviously uh, Dylan Lucas in the back row for, for Lockie Fitzgibbon and, and uh, Adam Clune comes in for for Hastings. So um, two players that have been there during oh, probably two or three times during the uh, this winning run that the Knights have had. So looking forward to, um, yeah, looking really looking forward to Saturday. Um, obviously the, the Melbourne Storm are hosting the Sydney Roosters in that other elimination game in Melbourne on Friday night. Okay, well, we've got another big show. Um, the the Twitter mailbag at the end of it is bulging again, more so than usual probably today. Um, and after this, we'll come back with uh, our special guest. We're recording this. Here he is. Reno. Hey, Phil. Hey, Buzz. Are we on? Are we recording? You're ready for us, are you? Well, mate, if you're ready, we can call me back. Oh, we are sort of recording, but I've, I've got a little intro to read first before... Uh... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
And our guests this week, Knights Prop, Daniel Safidi, Nathan Ross, Jared Mullen, Anthony Seabold, Jaden Braley. It's a great privilege to have uh, Tim Zhu, Mark Hughes. Hello, Hughesy. Mitchell Pierce, the greatest knight of all time. Paul Harrigan, good morning. Kurt Gidley, welcome to the podcast, kids. The one and only Kirk Reynoldson. Hello, Renner. Mate, I've been waiting my whole life for this, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a very special guest this week, all the way from, I think it's the south of France. Um, he'll tell me if I'm wrong, but he's a he's a Roosters legend. He's a former Newcastle Knights captain, and he's currently trying to help the Catlin Dragons win their first ever English Super League title. I refer, of course, to Mitchell Pearce, and it's a privilege to have him on the show again. Hello, Junior. Hey, Buzz. Nice to talk to you again. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How's yeah, really it, good. Is it the south of France? Am I right? Yeah, south of France, Perpignan. Yeah. Place where I've been living, Catalan Dragons. Just a uh, good part of the world. It's just on the border of Spain, so about two hours from Barcelona. Um, so, yeah, a long way from Newey. <laughs> Are you loving it over there? It's been really good. It's... Um, Love the experience. It's a bit of a challenge when you first come over, obviously, um, for lots of reasons. Obviously, the language and a long way from home, but um, made some really good friends, loved the club, and uh, didn't take me too long to get settled. Well, you, you made a big announcement on your, I think it was your Instagram a couple of days ago, um, about your future and the fact that um, this is going to be your, your last season and you're coming home at the end of, end of this season. Um, tell us about the decision and, and how long it took you to, to come up with it. Yeah, uh, I've been sitting on it probably for most of the well, back end of the season. Um, obviously, there was since I've been over here, there was um, still some speculation about returning to the NRL and then um, the Dragons have approached me over, over the last few months of, of staying on for another year. I had an option um, in their favour, which is what the club does. A lot of the clubs over here do that sort of stuff with contracts. Um, but that was, they obviously, they, they wanted me to stay. Um, obviously the team's going all right and I was uh, grateful for, for that opportunity that was there as well. But um, yeah, yeah I don't, it just honestly just going going through a whole nother season again um you know i love this time of the year but yeah, this is what you play for these finals and back end of the year but just to go through it all again i just thought uh it was time to finish up and start something new well mate um just to have a look at your stats um 309 nrl games um 238 of those were with the Roosters, 71 at the, at the Knights here, um, 77 tries, 11 field goals. You had a 52 or just over 52% winning record as a player, which is, um, you know, remarkable. Um, 19 times you played for New South Wales. You played 17 NRL finals games. Uh, obviously at Catlins, well, you, you were there last season, played 23 games and, and a further 14 so far this year. So it, it's about 17, I think 17 seasons all up. Um, it's, you know, it's a long time. Mate. You started early. You're, what are you, 34 now? 34. 
at the moment. Yeah. So how how the body um, the body still feels good. Okay. That's the thing. It was um it wasn't a physical thing as such. Um, to be honest, over here the load is nowhere near as hard probably on your body as as NRL week to week and with the training. But you play a lot of games. Um, but look, you still got to put your body on the line every week. Um, at training and turn up every day and uh, it's more of a mental thing I think when you get a bit older more so than for me it hasn't been a, a physical thing as such you know, I've been blessed that I've had a decent run with the body but yeah, I suppose that mental thing you get to an age where you're looking forward to maybe something new and I'm excited for that but grateful for the last 17 years it's been such a dream um, I suppose when you announce your retirement you kind of go into that uh, reflection mode a bit and yep. um, I just want to finish on a high here and then maybe look back and I'll be a bit more grateful when I finish for what I achieved and what I was when I was playing maybe <laughs> well mate D- Daly Cherry Evans is 34 he's going again next year um, Adam Reynolds your mate Kieran Foran Sean Johnson are all 33 uh, kicking on but as you say your body's your body's okay but mentally you're You've probably um, come to the end, and and you did start young, didn't you? You, I think you were still seventeen when you made your NRL debut, weren't you? I don't think you turned eighteen, had you? No, nah, yeah, I was seventeen at the Roosters' end, so very young. So yeah, it goes quick, that's for sure. <laughs> goes quick when you look back. <laughs> it, it does go quick, though. No, and at the time, it's gone. Yeah, you know, and, and just on the losses is very slow. But yes, it goes quick, quick at the end. Quick, quick at the end, and and just on Catlin's mate at the moment, um, you share in the competition. I think there's two rounds to go. Um, you share the competition with, lower well, the competition lead with uh, Wigan and St Helens. Uh, Thirty six points I've got written down here. You're, you're six points clear of fourth placed Lee, and I think you've got uh, who you got left. You got the Rhinos. Must be this weekend, and then Salford which is an away game yep. in your last round. So uh, the minor premiership over there, does that mean a whole lot over there? Yeah, it's obviously a big thing um, for any club. But that's look, our focus is just getting that top two. Um, the team's been unbelievable all year. We've had players in and out. I was unfortunate the first sort of six, seven weeks. I missed a few games with a calf, calf injury. But sort of like the back end's been, been, been all good. But... Yeah, the other whoever stood into those roles, but Tyrone Mays had a huge year over here playing the halves. Sammy Tompkins is obviously retiring at the end of the year. He's been uh, he was in doubt at the start of the year with his body, but he's been huge. And then you know all the French boys and 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 all, all the expats have come together this year and been really good. So uh, um, it's there for us. The last last game we played well. Two weeks before that, we we dropped a couple, which which were. Um, which was a bit of, um, yeah, what was a bit unexpected from how we've been going. But we've got a home game this week. And as you said, Salford to finish off. Hopefully, we can lock in that top two. And then um, over in Super League, they do it different. The NRL, if you, if you finish in the top two, you go straight to the to the prelim. So you get that week off and then you're straight into the, the game to qualify for a grand final. Oh, so okay. It's, yeah. Um, so it's the top two is v- vitally important, then, isn't it? Yeah, it makes a massive difference. Uh, so is it, is it top six over it there, Junior? It's top six, yeah. Yeah. Top six. Okay. Because I know um, Willie Peters... They're going well back there. Yeah, they're going well, mate. They're going um, 
Really well. well. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that soon. What I, I'm interested to know. You've been there for nearly two years or a year and a half. Um, how's your French? It's getting a bit better. <laughs> Takes time. I uh, <laughs> don't ask me much here, otherwise I might uh, might fumble. Bonjour, ça va, qu'est-ce que tu fais? There you go. <laughs> you know, that is bad. Got no idea. I, I was just about to say you could say anything, mate, and I wouldn't have a clue what it is anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just no, say to me? Proving a bit difficult. I said, "Hey, how are you? What are you up to? What are you doing?" Okay, well, you would have used that a fair bit over there, yeah. I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, with the club, obviously Steve Max, yeah, English English coach. So we actually speak a lot of English within the club. So meetings and. Most of the calls and everything are all English calls. So um, I know some of the union clubs come up when the players come over here. Um, it's obviously very French dominated. So players are, you know, you obviously challenged to, to learn the French faster. But um, yeah, look, I'm learning as much as I can. And um, hopefully before I leave on the next couple of years, I can nail it. What about. Um what about living there, mate? The food and and getting around and all that sort of stuff. Have you got used to all that? I guess. Yeah, look, it's very similar to um, Australia in a lot of ways with the food. Obviously, the, the, the French food with snails and stuff like that. Everyone speaks about, but that's not not really. Yeah, most of the food. It's a big meat meat industry here. Our owner Bernard's um, got an abattoir, and he's he's. It's a big meat supplier here, so obviously a lot of, lot of good food. And, um, you know, look, in summer here, the, the beaches are some of the best beaches in the world. Very, very nice and relaxing. So, and, and there's a big community following rugby league here, but majority of the people um, in the country, especially in France, they love union and, and, and obviously soccer, football. So, um, it's a good way to clear the mind. And you go to training, and when you're away from training, it's Nice and relaxed lifestyle. So, from being in that NRL bubble for a long time, it's it's. I, I recommend it to a lot of players who, who want the opportunity to come overseas. I can imagine though that you've missed a lot of people out here, and and um, I guess it's it's a long way away. It's probably difficult from that point of view. Yeah, definitely. As I said at the start, you have that that period where you're still new, and you, you obviously miss your close friends and and your family, but. Uh, I also enjoy the freedom of being able to go and travel. I haven't, I haven't been able to do too much with Woody. I've always tried to get away in off season, but I've really, I've always got that that instinct to want to go and travel. So must have met new new people. I've made some great mates here. You know, a couple of boys in the side. You know, we spend every day together. They become like your brothers when you're away and you're um, away from family and stuff. So you know, I'm very grateful for those friendships. And um, like like you said before, you know. You, Learning new languages, new culture, you realise that it's a very big world out there besides um, the NRL bubble back home and it's been a great life experience. And as I said, I'd, anyone who's sort of struggling back in the NRL and wants to maybe look for a new opportunity or they're getting a bit older, I think it's definitely something people should look into. No regrets. You had had another year here to go, mate, and, and you got a release to go over there. Any pangs of regret about maybe not sticking around a little bit longer and then going over? Difficult. Uh, difficult 
difficult time at that time. I, to be honest, I was mentally burnt out. Uh, I spoke about that at the time. Um, obviously, I had a big year that year, and then, um, yeah, look, it was, it was. I'm glad I did it. To be honest, I, I think for the sake of the club, I, it was, it was hard to see them struggle that year. Obviously, they've bounced back this year and been able to replace players and um, get a really good spine there. But I think I don't think I would have played my best footy there anyway. So. Um, I'm glad that we came to an agreement. Uh, I loved my time there. But I think yeah, coming over here and refreshing for me at this part of my life was was, was where I was going to play my best footy and then also find that happiness again, I suppose. The Tigers had a crack. Benji spoke to you at some point earlier in this season. Um, there was even talk about you coming back to the Roosters to play some sort of a role, a playing role with the club. Was there ever any suggestion that you might have taken up any of that? Uh, the Tigers one was a funny one. It came out of the out of the blue. I was obviously, as I just spoke about, long way from home and going through the motions over here. And then uh, um, when I got the call there, and then obviously looked at kind of what was on offer, I was I was taken back a bit. You know, I was <laughs> at my age, it's quite a fair bit of quite a fair deal. Yeah. Uh, you naturally want to look at it. Or for a, I sat on it for a week or so, and and obviously thought about uh, the options I suppose but um, staying here and, and finishing off at the Dragons um, was was where I want to be and you know, we have a great team here great opportunity to win and as I spoke about before I think you know my my NRL days were behind me and um, I was just keen to finish off on a high here try and uh, win the comp here with France and then and, and finish up What about the Roosters is there anything what, or was there anything serious going on there? Or is that just a bit of paper talk over here? Um, I've, got, I've always had a good relationship with the with the Roosters, and um, there the possibly might be an opportunity there after the footy with a bit of coaching stuff, which I'm very grateful for. And um, ever since I left the Roosters um, and went to Newcastle, yeah, Nick and the and the, the board there have always been really good to me, and uh, I, I appreciate that. You know, some players that leave clubs and you don't really hear from people, do you? So, yep. um, yeah, Nick's been a really good fan of mine for a long time. Even when I was at Newcastle, he was really supportive. And I was there for a long time. I got a lot of good friends in the staff and in the office and obviously with the players. But yeah, some of my best mates there are working, guys I played with, you know, Mitch Orbison and, and Boyd, they're all involved in the staff there now. So I've got a really good relationship there and, um, you know, see what happens in the near future. But it'd be great to maybe have an opportunity back in some coaching role there if, that presents itself. Sounds like it already has presented itself, Junior. You holding out on me here, or you just? <laughs> nah. Hey, I'll just see see what see what happens. I, I I'm looking forward to having a little bit of time off after I finish, and then, um, you know, when I get back, um, if that opportunity came up, I'd be I'd be grateful. I'd love to be back for she. Just coaching. I think. Does coaching? Um, the thought of coaching is that um something that um appeals to you? Right now, at the back end of the year, and obviously playing for a long time, and then you just announce your retirement, going into that full-time coaching role or like assistant sort of stuff, probably be nice to have a bit of a break. But I reckon I'd really enjoy working with, uh, maybe eventually I'd like to work with that, if that was what what, what created. But I'd like to work with the younger halves, I think. I reckon I'd enjoy that, a um, bit of mentoring stuff and... Um, 
yeah, just hard in and around that kind of work, I'd, I'd enjoy. I think, um, you know, especially being a halfback and footy's all you've ever known and what you love, be nice to, to give back. Yeah, so a bit of specialist stuff maybe takes the pressure out of it yeah. a little bit as well. Maybe At you could replace... Time, I'm also looking forward to some other opportunities and just see what else is out there. I think the footy, you know, I came in young and haven't really... Um, you know, I didn't do any courses or anything like that, really. So it'd be nice to dabble in some other things and see what, what other interests are out there as well as, you know, footy as well. So it's exciting. Maybe you could replace Cooper Cronk as their specialist halves coach, mate. <laughs> Turn <laughs> the sure tables back on. There, hey? He's doing a pretty good job there. It's good to see the Roosters have kicked through again. I, they went through, obviously, a flat pack there. I don't see a whole lot of games from over here with the time difference, but... um. Obviously, kick through to the finals. Who do they play this week? They've got they got Melbourne in Melbourne. They got Melbourne. Yeah, and they got a lot. They got a Warriors. Knights have got the Warriors over there. They got a stack of injuries, mate. Poor old Roosters. They got um, actually, you'd probably get a start in their back line somewhere this week if you were fit and available because um, they got four or five out of their back line. So, big test for the Roosters on Friday night against against Melbourne down there in Melbourne, but. Um, yeah, they've, you're right. They've done well to, uh, I think they've won maybe six, seven straight now. Newcastle's won 10 straight to get to where they are. And I think the Roost, our Roosters might have won, that might have been their, their seventh straight win last week to um, to do or to get to where they've got. So it uh, it pays to um, hit your straps towards the back end of the year, mate, because anything can happen. Yeah, definitely that momentum is massive, isn't it? So, sure is, mate. Uh, yeah, it's been great watching... Sorry, keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's been great watching the night stuff. As I said, it's hard to get all the games, but obviously with Instagram and everything now, you can see all the highlights. So. Yeah. The night's, um, night's unbelievable up there at the moment. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that shortly. If, um, highlights, mate. You're looking at highlights of your career, obviously 2013, um, won the premiership. That would be one of your highlights, I would imagine. Also a, an origin win um, in game three that won the series for New South Wales. Another highlight maybe? Yeah, obviously those two are, two are big highlights. Um, what's the other? There's so many highlights. It's hard to sort of, as in, you know, when you reflect back, just even, for me, honestly, at the end of it all, when you finish, finish up, I'm sure obviously do some more reflection after well, fingers crossed the grand final this year with, with France. But I think, uh, honestly, it's the, it's the friendships I've made and all the, the good times at training and just some regular games that you win. It's, it's all those memories that you cherish. Um, I think that's what I'll miss the most about when I'm finished playing is just working hard for something week in, week out. You know, putting your balls on the line, if I'm allowed to say that. And, uh Challenging yourself week in, week out with teammates. That's what I've loved. And, you know, you get rewarded with those trophies at times and, um, you know, you get special accolades. But, you know, that feeling of just competing every week and um, turning up to training, win or loss, and having to find a way to get out of it, um, it's a tough sport. And it really does, you know, it builds great friendships. So that's the stuff that I'm, you know, that lasts a lot longer than your playing days. And that's the stuff that I, that I cherish the most. Yeah, I can imagine. 2015, mate, you were the youngest player 
in history to play 200 top-grade games. You were 26 and 26 and a half, I think. So you were the youngest player in history to play that many games. Um, I'm thinking of back again, obviously, some, some more individual sort of moments, I guess moments more so than um, career highlights, but moments, you know, 2017, you, you kicked field goals to win um, two games for, for the Roosters in Golden Point. Uh, a really memorable one I can remember as clear as day against St George on Anzac Day, a 13-12 win. Yeah, that was a good day, that one. I bet it was. because one, one, yeah. one of your better the, ones. The 200 games one I was proud of. I was yeah. really proud of, the, obviously, 300, but the 200 one I was proud of because I think um, when I look back on it, you know, it, I was, I'm grateful that I had a, a good body that has been able to play week in, week out, but it does. It takes a lot of um, resilience and discipline, doesn't it, to, you know, play week in, week out, wins and losses. And get 200 at such a young age there. I'm, I'm grateful for that because those early days, especially coming as a half, they're tough, it's a tough slog, you know. You're, you're dealing with a lot of pressure and physically it's a, it's a tough sport as a 17, 18, 19-year-old. So I'm grateful that um, – I was grateful for that award because I don't think it can be broken. <laughs> Someone told me because uh, they – They can't the play early enough. You're right. They do. People can't debut early enough, so, mate, um, so – You'll, you'll have that till you die. I'll take anything out. That one might be a nice one to kick out of. Uh, playing for Andrew was, was special, and I was really grateful that week at the Knights. Frank Barrett and the club was, it made it a really special week. And, um, you know, to play 300 games and then I roll, it was something that I think a lot of players strive to if they get into that kind of number. And um, So, yeah, those two things, they were, they were memorable days as well. Yeah, that was round three in 2021. Uh, you... We talk about, well, I'll talk about iconic moments that you were involved in um, for the Knights. Two thi- two come to mind straight away. The the first game against me, your first game for Newcastle against Manly, you kicked a um, golden point field goal for a 19-18 win. I'll never forget that night. And, and there was another iconic moment that a lot of people bring up with you, a lot of Knights fans bring up with you anyway, was... The try you scored under the post against the Roosters at, at, at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium when you went to the crowd, um, basically kissing your badge. Um, another iconic moment um, that you provided for, for Knights, Knights fans. Yeah, that was a special night, that one. Um, I can't, can only imagine how, how it was at the, at the last finals game this year for the boys against Canberra the other day. Because um, I remember that atmosphere against the Roosters that night was just unbelievable. Um, you know, it was as good as the Suncorp Stadium in an Origin type of atmosphere. And um, we were in red hot form at that time. And yeah, it's one of those photos when you you look back, it just kind of it all worked out quite well, didn't it? Under the post and then kissing the logo. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a shot. It was a, it was a good photo and a good moment. Uh, and that field goal to start. Start off the uh, career at Newcastle was um, that was a special night as well. Um, yeah, look, I had, I had great great memories in Newey. Um, you like still, got, you was, still uh, got your house here? There's some ups and downs. I do, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's probably worth a bit more than what it was when you left. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not sure where I'll end up when I move back. Um, well, it's a bit hard to coach from the uh, coach at the Roosters from up here, mate. So you might have to live in Sydney somewhere, I'd imagine. 
What what about what about the nights, mate? I know you, as you said, you you don't get to see all the games because of the time difference, but you see a lot of the highlights. Um, did you ever doubt that that? Um, I mean, you you came here at a at a time when the club was trying to rebuild under under Nathan Brown. Um, you left when Adam O'Brien was coach. They've they'd made the semi-finals two years in a row uh, with you leading them, basically. Um, did you ever doubt that uh, the Knights would um, finally get their act together and and produce the sort of footy that they're producing at the moment? It's always been there with with with, with the Knights, hasn't it? Like even when I was there, there's there's always been so much talent. With the last couple of years, obviously, as you said, the, the rebuild is tough, and then um, obviously Brownie did a good job there, and the players started to pile in and, and more talent over the last couple of years and then Adam's obviously done a really good job there um, since he's taken over but uh, yeah like I said it's always been there it was just that finding that spark and you know I struggled there at times as well we had to find consistency um, you know with, with the boys um, but yeah it looks like the boys have found something and um, it's great to see like I said the talent's been there you know it's a great roster great forward pack one of the best players in the game Kalen and um, all across the park, you know, Bradman and this is a great side. A lot of rep players. Uh, but yeah, we've always probably just tried to find that that spark. But I know when I was there, there was always talk about the old boys' days. And I used to love watching Newcastle, you know, with the Joeys and, and Bedsies and all the greats that went before. But they, they had that spark. But uh, it looks like the boys have found it and it, it's great to see. And I'm not sure you know a lot more about it than me. There's obviously some sort of thing that's quick up there and you know, hopefully they can go all the way I'm, I'm backing them I'm, hopefully uh, hopefully this is the start of a few years of, of really good success well the injuries obviously didn't help back when you were here mate um, the club seemed to be plagued by injuries for for a couple of years even yourself with your pec dramas there a couple of years in a row there um, that certainly didn't help but this year the, the, other than Jaden Braley who's missed most of the year the Knights have probably held their squad together um, so much better and have had a yeah, right. far better run with injuries which makes an enormous difference which um, certainly now they're even though they've got a couple of injuries now as well um, got a bit more depth maybe and and uh, playing with a lot of a lot of confidence and and scoring you know so scoring some some great tries got two really really good wingers and uh, just the whole team's in form so and that's what you need at this time yeah, as you know that's what Dom. you need at this time of the year good to see how well Dom Young's come on and guys like that obviously Bradman playing Origin this year and um, yeah the Safedi boys um, Tyson how good he playing as well so it's um, yeah like you said the injuries you know you can keep a healthy squad back home it makes such a difference you build momentum don't you so but um, you know, hopefully the boys can, can get the job done against the Warriors this weekend, and you never know. Once you going into those prelim finals with with momentum, anything possible. It sure is, mate. Just before I let you go, um, there's a couple of young players over there in the English Super League that are coming out here next year. I, I was interested to get your thoughts on on Kai Pierce, Paul, and and uh, Will Price, and how they might go when they come out here. Yeah, Pierce Paul's a really good player. He's at Wigan, um, who I always, as everyone knows, one of the you know, best, 
top two sides every year for the last 20 years over here. And he's playing in the back row. I think he can play centre as well. I think he's played a lot of centre, but he's been playing back row for Wigan uh, and playing really, really well. Um, big, tall guy, uh, rangy. I think he'll play really well. I'm not sure what age he is, but... Um, 22, yeah, I think, 22 over. or he'll, 23. 22, yeah. He'll be a really good signing. And, and Will Price is... Uh, is a terrific little player too. He's got good footwork. He's um, he's quite a small small little guy, but he's, he's super talented and scores plenty of tries over here. So, um, yeah, you see what Dom Young's done when he went over. And I think the thing with Super League to NRL, the training standard, um, you know, physically day in day out is a bit less the load in Super League training. Well, from what I've experienced, yep. maybe each club's different. So I think we saw that with Don when he first went over. Um, the boys were saying, I think the second year, third year, he's one of the fittest in the club. Um, I think it takes a couple of years or at least a year of a solid preseason for, for people to come over and, and then they start to blossom. So, uh, But I, since playing over here, there's so many good players in the Super League. I think it's just it's the same when Australians come to England. It, it takes a little bit to adapt. Because the, the game is a bit different. It's rest a bit different. You're in a different environment. You're not around regular faces, and everyone reacts different to that. Yeah. But I think um, the more the the more English players that go over the NRL, you know, there's a plenty plenty of really 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 good players over here, and uh, um, especially if you can pick up the the younger ones, like the two Knights have got at a good age. You know, I think they're going to be really good. Good on you, mate. Um, great to catch up and have a bit of a chat, and and um, yeah, best of luck for those last couple of games in the in the competition and then the playoffs, mate. Um, yeah, it, it could be a big way to finish if you could um, do something special over there with Catlins. Thanks, Baz. Yeah, exciting. Go all in and um, see, what, see what's on, on for the future. But appreciate the chat and um, go the night. We'll have to have a beer when you come back, mate, at some point. Yeah, love a lot of water. I don't drink these days, so maybe a water. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. I can't let you go. <laughs> don't start this one up, Baz. That's it. No more. <laughs> what are you off the drink, are you? Good on you. Yeah, I am. I'm taking it easy, mate. So. You've behaved yourself over there, have you? Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> All right, Baz. Catch you soon. See you, mate. See you, mate. mate. There he is, Mitchell Pierce, <laughs> with his tongue firmly in his cheek, I think, at the end there, telling me that he's off the drink. Um, yeah, look, a, a fantastic career, um, 18 years, 17 years it'll be. Hopefully, I'd love to see him you know, win another title over there. I'm not sure that they're going to be good enough. Um, I think Wigan towed them up a few weeks ago, but, um, yeah, it'd be fantastic if they could... Uh, Maybe cause or do some damage in the in the finals over there and and get their act together and 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 uh, take a title and Piercey could come home with a title to finish off with would be fantastic. Okay, the Twitter mailbag, Lucinda. Um, here we go, Richard Turner. Hey, Baz. In some circles, Tyson Gamble now the villain from the Biton incident. Why didn't? Adam O'Brien questioned the decision at the press conference after the game. Could have cost us the game, not even a penalty. Gamble's integrity unfairly under scrutiny, in my opinion. Uh, look, Richard, um, as it's turned out, you probably asked this question before 
before Jack Whiten was suspended for three weeks. So, and the reason why um, Adam O'Brien didn't want to talk about the the um, biting incident was basically because it was uh, going to be before the judiciary, and he probably didn't want to uh, get involved in talking about it. I don't think it was it was after the event. The Knights won and are through, so it's probably, you know, he didn't need to go on about it, uh, to be honest. So, And as it's turned out, um, the judiciary totally accepted Gamble's side of the argument, and as most of us did, given the uh, footage on the television, and it was pretty clear what had happened. I didn't, don't know the why there was all that speculation in and around what did happen, and... Um, yeah, he went to the judiciary and, and has copped his three games. So that's where it ends. Tom Binky, are there any current 2024 top 30 squad members that you think will be moved on prior to next season? Um, no, Tom, at this stage. Um, Knights have got 28 signed. Well, they haven't announced, officially announced um, all of them yet, but... Um, I think Brody Jones is one that's re-signed, but they haven't announced it yet. But uh, he's the 28th. There's two left. I don't think that any of the current or the the other players that are that are signed are going to be moved on. Um, so I think there's basically two spots to fill. At Brookie Hater, how many positions are up for grabs for 2024? Just uh, yeah, just answer that. Two, two left. Plus, there's probably maybe one development position available which may go to um, the big lanky winger that plays in reserve grade for the Knights whose name escapes me at the moment Um, he might get a development spot which would leave two positions up for grabs uh, in the roster Josh Watson very interested to know after all the criticism and the clubs apparently interviewing new coaches mid-year would O'Brien be in line for a new contract no matter the no matter the result against the Warriors, massive turnaround. Players can't speak highly enough of him. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that there's been no discussions, no official discussions there yet. The coach told me the other day, but uh, once the season finishes, um, I, d- I don't doubt that uh, Adam O'Brien, who's under contract next year, will will be extended. There's no risk in the world now. Um, yeah, so amazing what can happen in a little over two months. Eddie the Cat. I was still, I was and still would be guessing uh, Ponga's ability to perform at NRL standard as a 5'8". I'd still suggest he plays Reggie's to learn the position and improve his tackling technique if they tried 5'8 again. He is on track to overtake Robbie O as the Knights' best fullback ever. Well, Eddie, I think the, your last sentence there probably sums it all up. He's on track to overtake Robbie O as the best fullback ever, so why would they even contemplate moving him back to 5'8 at any stage? He wanted to play 5'8. That's why he started the season at 5'8 this year, but I think even Kalen now realises that uh, fullback's his best spot, and that's where he'll probably be, maybe later on in his career, but that's where he'll be for, uh, well, for the next four or five years anyway, I'd imagine. Uh, the Axe of Druss. Hastings' ankle is becoming a bit of a concern now. Injured in 2022 and had to have surgery. Injured again this year and has it, and hasn't really looked right since. Did no k- kicking at all on Sunday before coming off. Injured again. Bit of work to do in the off season for the medical staff. Yeah, look, Axe, that's. 
probably f- fair enough. I mean, he's, he he needs a rest, I would imagine. Um, if he gets a rest and gets it right uh, and gets some work done on it um, rehab-wise, then I don't think there's any doubt. He did play 22 games, I think, uh, before he got injured. So I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Jackson Hastings will be back next year without a drama. Um, Josh Watson, was last week's crowd the best home crowd you've been – uh, a part of if not what game tops it uh oh josh i mentioned at the start that um i can't remember a game that uh, piercy mentioned the roosters game and the atmosphere there that was a great atmosphere too but uh, i don't know that it, was, it wasn't a sellout crowd that night and just the other day was just uh you know we, the newcastle chant in the first set of the game that's an indication of what it was like because that's never happened before um, I don't know how many times the Newcastle chant went out, but um, yeah, the fact that they, the crowd was um, cheering in the first set or the chant went out in the first set, that was an indication of uh, what the crowd was like for the whole game. Uh, Eddie the Cat again. Did the Knights players learn anything from the Raiders' team performance in relation to playing finals footy? We almost need to replicate the Raiders' tough-as-nails game ourselves against the Warriors. Yeah, look, they had a big review on Tuesday, I think, Eddie, on the game and had a pretty close look at where they fell down, all the errors they made, uh, the fact they only had 43% of the footy. So to win that with, um, you know, making 15 errors and and 40% of the footy was a in the end was a really good performance as far as resilience goes in defence. Um, they certainly need to clean up their act, though, if um, if they're going to beat the Warriors, which will be the aim, obviously, to make sure they don't sort of make those types of mistakes. Alex, do you think this type of play is something we can continue to build on, or are we destined to fall off like the Cowboys did this year after a good season? Oh, look, Alex, let's let's just enjoy the fact that the Knights are in a 10-game winning streak and and are playing great footy. Uh, not worry about next year yet. Uh, still some games to play, hopefully, this year. Um, maybe come back to me with a question next year along those lines if we're still here. Hey, Grant, the atmosphere on Sunday was enormous. Any idea what could be done to make it even better next year? <laughs> uh, look, Grant, it was a full house. I don't know what you do. I don't... I can't, I can't imagine what you could do to top the atmosphere last week, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Nick Pierce, thoughts on Willie Mason's comments? Okay, Willie Mason's comments about the Knights uh, having the worst spine, I'm presuming you're talking about, Nick, the worst spine in the NRL if you take Carlin Ponger out. Um, look, Willie said it on a podcast. Um, I've got no doubts in the world. He, he said it probably to be controversial. If he said it because he honestly believes it, then um, he's got rocks in his head probably um, because, uh, look, if you look at the form, maybe at the start of the season, if you'd have said that, okay, the Knights would have Hastings and Gamble in the halves and, and Crossland at Hooker, maybe then you might have made an argument that Newcastle's uh, spine was questionable, but certainly not now. Uh, the form has been outstanding. Uh, people have pointed out that the Knights beat uh, Willie Mason's Bulldogs 108 to six in the two games they played, and I think Hastings, Gamble, and Crossland all scored two tries each during that period. So, look, it was a dumb comment, but probably a, a comment that Willie made to 
create a bit of interest, which is what he's done. And at the end of the day, he's entitled to an opinion like anyone else is. Uh, David, any thoughts on where Kai Pierce Paul will slot in next year? Uh, just talking about him with uh, Mitchell Pierce. Um, he'll, he's a back rower. He does has played some centre, but uh, and could play there, I guess. But um, he's a back rower, and that's where he'll probably be vying for a position next year. I would have said probably six or eight weeks ago that he'd probably walk into Lockie Fitzgibbon's spot there on the left left edge. But Dylan Lucas has um, played so well since he he come into the into the side or got an opportunity. He's going to make it uh, difficult for Kai Pierce Paul, which is what you want bit of competition. Uh, Brent, no question, Baz. I'm just going to say I think it's cool. The two teams that the, the two teams Brownie had a fair influence on, um, and has not made or not given much credit for, uh, head to head in the semi final this week seemed impossible a few years ago. Yeah, you're spot on. You're spot on, Brent. Obviously, um, let me think. Nathan Brown gave, uh, well, he he debuted. Um, he didn't debut KP, but he certainly got him to the club or helped get him to the club. He debuted uh, Bradman Best. He debuted Crosland. He de- debuted the two Safs. Um, he brought Kurt Mann here. Signed, you know, signed quite a few of the players and gave a few of the players an opportunity early on. And if you're talking about the Warriors, well, he was basically the coach and responsible for a lot of the players that uh, they've now got at their club. So you're right. He has got it, had a big influence on this game as far as the two club, clubs go. Uh, Bob Johnson, Baz, please get Andrew Webster on the podcast. Spent a heap of time in Newcastle as a journo and I reckon his book would have plenty of insight about Bennett's time at the Knights. Yeah, look, Andrew Webster, Sydney Morning Herald writer, I believe probably arguably the one of the best, or if not the best, sports writer in in uh, well in New South Wales, maybe in Australia, um, given Webby a big rap there, but um, he's certainly in the conversation. Uh, he's got a new book out, The Wolf You Feed, it's called. It's a um, biography of Wayne Bennett. I haven't read it yet, but certainly will be. Uh, looking forward to it. So we might even, uh, if we get a chance, we might even have a chat to Webby at some point in the next couple of weeks um, to talk about to talk about his book. Uh, Ricky Palmer, when are the when are they building a statue of Phoenix and Gamble out the front of the stadium? Yeah, well, that's what happens. They certainly were outstanding last weekend, Ricky. Taylor, Warriors Knights predictions and why the Warriors will win and by how much. <laughs> Good on you, Taylor. Um, predictions. I've I've tipped the Knights. Taylor? I know you're a Warriors man, obviously, and I must admit, I, w- I will admit here right now uh, that I do have a connection to the Warriors or a personal connection to the Warriors because my, my son works for the club in the uh, footy department over there. He's strength and conditioning. So, um, and strangely enough, I haven't, haven't had a phone call this week from him. Um, he normally rings me just about every day, but uh, haven't had a call this week and don't expect one. So, um, yeah, look... Obviously, desperately hoping the Knights can keep it going. 11 straight. Uh, they've had a tough game, though. That's going to be significant, the tough game against the Raiders at the weekend. Hopefully, it won't take too much out of them and they can uh, get the job done. I, 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 I honestly believe if the Knights play to their potential, as good as they can play, they'll win. 
but you know we're waiting to see semi-finals over there it'll you know big crowd over there we all over the warriors so hopefully um our guys can rise to the occasion um Sean Sweeney, I wonder if they will ever abandon the hills. Uh, you're talking about the hills at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. How many do they fit in if they come all the way around? You also add to the corporate facilities as well. But do you want to lose the family atmosphere that the hills create? It's an interesting discussion. Yeah, look, um, we'll take the stands. I think, Sean, I'd, I'd say the capacity would be above... 40,000 if um, if they filled in the two ends with um, stands, which ultimately you would hope maybe the New South Wales government will look at. Certainly got to do a little bit about the stadium uh, and the facility there. So wouldn't it be fantastic to have a stadium like uh, or something similar to you know Parramatta and what Penrith are getting? I don't know why Newcastle can't expect something like that, to be honest. I know we're getting hand-me-down big screens next year um, we've had a big screen this year that hasn't worked and they haven't bothered doing anything about that but we're getting new screens next year but they're of course they're hand-me-downs from one of the stadiums that's being bulldozed in Sydney I'm not even sure which one it is but um, yeah hopefully hopefully Newcastle can uh, get what they deserve or get what we deserve here as far as uh, facilities go uh, feeds this is from feeds does the Knights uh, playing an intense game and winning and the Warriors getting smashed favour the Knights going into the game. Um, well, I, I certainly think that winning doesn't hurt. Um, you know, the Knights are coming off a win, the Warriors are coming off a big loss, so that to me um, should be some sort of an advantage. Um, whether the intensity of the game might take it out of Newcastle a little bit, um, I'm not not a hundred percent sure. Hopefully not, but I think it's an advantage that the Knights are going in as a winner rather than as a loser. Put it that way. Uh, Kip Thompson, have you heard whispers of where some of the unsigned players are going to end up next season, or is it still a wait and see situation? Oh, I think it's still wait and see. Kip, I think um, I'd be surprised if the Bulldogs don't announce that they've signed Kurt Mann. Probably wait until Newcastle season's done and dusted in three weeks' time. But, um, um, yeah, I think Kurt Mann's probably going to the Bulldogs. Not sure about um, anyone else, to be honest. Haven't heard any whispers about anyone else. I think um, Bailey Hodson has been connected to the Eels a little bit, but whether that's just because his uncle was at the wheel, at the Eels, I'm not sure. But um, I know Jack Johns is not sure what he's doing. I spoke to him last week after the game, and he's not 100% sure what he's doing, whether he might do something different altogether. I don't know. Uh, this is from Jack. I feel like our backline significantly outclasses the Warriors, but the battle will be won and lost in the middle. Do you think that will be the main focus for the team's preparation this week? Yeah, I do, Jack. Um, got some great forwards, the Warriors. Adam Fanua blake uh, Toa Harris, obviously Mitch Barnett playing against his old club. That's going to be outstanding matchup with him. Wade Egan, very good out of um, dummy half. Um, I got no doubts in the world that, from a brilliance point of view, the Knights have got an advantage in the back line. Uh, Sean Johnson, his fitness will be key as well, but they'll um, they'll take the Knights on in the forwards. There's no risk about that, and they they'll have noted that the forwards made some 
the Canberra forwards made some big in, inroads into Newcastle's defence last week. So I don't think there's any doubt that that's what their game plan will be. They won't change in that regard. Um, Alex McCormack re-signing um, Adam, Adam O'Brien as Blake Green and Blake Green, sorry, should be a prior, priority now. Blake is our next coach in waiting. Only a matter of time before the rest of the NRL realises how good he is. Yeah, good, good, um, good one, Alex. Don't disagree. Uh, done a great job with our um, well, with the Knights' attack. So, um, and obviously, I don't think there's any doubt that Adam O'Brien will be re-signed. Um, and given that he will be re-signed, then um, I would presume his his staff will be re-signed as well. So I think we'll, you'll see Blake Green still at the Knights for a little bit longer yet. And as you say, who knows, down the track, he might become the head coach at some point. Um, this is from Kay Backey, whatever the, whoever that is. Kay Backey, what's the plan for Phoenix Brails next year when both are healthy? Who will get the nine jersey? Oh, look... Um, just wait and see, I guess. I think Braley's probably um, still still the man there if he comes back okay from his uh, knee reconstruction. Um, Phoenix putting plenty of pressure on though, so they'll they'll share the. I'm sure they'll share the load there, um, and and uh, you never know with injuries again what could happen. Uh, ben Payne, hey Baz, who gets your vote as the most improved night of 2023? Thanks as always. Um, Oh, the most improved night. Look, you could probably throw, I could throw six or seven into the mix, Ben, I reckon. Phoenix Crossland, I could straight off the top of my head. Uh, Greg Marju, another one, um, given that he was not a regular fixture at the Gold Coast last year. He's been outstanding this year. Uh, Tyson Gamble, there's another one. Uh, Leo Thompson's another one. Dylan Lucas. Even Bradman Best, I think, come along in, leaps and bounds this season um, had a virtual injury free season has been great Dominic Young what do you say about Big Dom He's um, he just continues to improve hopefully with Dom that he doesn't improve anymore once he gets to the Roosters next year but he's um, he's continued to improve uh, right through so any, any of those players I've probably forgotten a few Ben unfortunately uh, last one, Jason Barker. Hey, Baz, in all the years covering the Knights, where does the weekend's win rank with you? Uh, look, Jason, um, it'll, it's the most memorable, I think, home win. Don't think there's any doubt about that. Obviously, you've got the two grand finals wins. You can't go past either of those two. But um, from from a, you know, a win at home in front of that crowd in that atmosphere – um, hard to beat, to be honest. So right up there would be my answer. Okay, that's it um, for another week. Thank you very much, Lucinda, um, for filling in. I hope you haven't done a, a too good a job or you never know what might happen. Um, yeah, but, Simon's uh, out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for doing that at uh, short notice. Um yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully, to talk about another great night's win uh, in New Zealand and an upcoming game against um, the, the Brisbane Broncos. Obviously, the girls, the Knights girls, women, play against the Tigers. I think it's the last round. Had a great win. I didn't mention that before. I should have had a great win over the Roosters. Top of the table clash last weekend. Um, guaranteed a home semi, uh, I understand. So, 
their defence of the title they won last year is going gangbusters at the moment. Hopefully they can keep it going. Uh, they've got the, the West Tigers in the last round this week. So uh, hopefully another win for, for the girls as well. Talk to you next week. Bye.